Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Sometimes it takes nine episodes to find a show, and I didn't think it would be this show, but you know what? It's January 2019, and we have the power and the tenacity. We're not only changing up this show, but Gals Guide is actually changing up as well. So if you haven't seen the news, we are building a women's history library, and that is really freaking cool. And you should check out our plans at galsguide.org and find out how you can help. And here's a big hint, um, Patreon. Patreon's a thing. But anyway, I digress. Uh, because Gals Guide is mixing things up, this show is too. We've got an amazing amount of gal pals, and many of them are obsessed with women's history. And some just dabble in the WH magic. Why not share the love, encourage the sisterhood, Divide up the workload so that everyone wins. So our new format is we get a group of gal pals together. We each bring one thing to the discussion table. Our topic this month is painting. So women in painting, female painters, our experiences with painting. And if you are new to the show, I am Dr. Leah Leach, and I have with me three other gals tonight. And we're going to each take turns in the next episodes talking about our one cool thing. So we're not only going to take turns learning from each other, but there's also no real host of this show either. So we're all just going to share the load and work together. You know, equality, teamwork, sisterhood, right? Now, time travel is still possible. Also, rabbit holes are totally possible as well. We don't know. We might all be Alice in this scenario, but there's a strong chance that I am the walrus. Sorry, I could not resist. So let's see who we have as the cool kids at the table. Oh, look, there is Bonnie. Hello. (laughs) So Bonnie, please tell the good people a little bit about you and why it makes the most sense that you of all people are on a show for Painting Month. Uh, My name's Bonnie Fillmore. And I do paintings of women throughout history, women like Rosalind Franklin, Hedy Lamarr, Ada Lovelace, and I paint. So that makes me qualified to be on Painting Month. Makes you the only one that's qualified to be on Painting (laughs) Month, but yes. (laughs) That is correct. We might be leaning on Bonnie far more than we should, but you know what? She she is steady. (laughs) And we can do that. Uh, now, if I need to paint someone who looks like Zelda Fitzgerald and loves cats, that would be our next gal, <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> hey. So, Rebecca, uh, paint us a quick picture, if you will, of what you do and why you were okay with me dragging you back into the show. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm an attorney. I try to represent creative. So, that's kind of my interest in painting. I've always had an interest in art. Um, and then I'm also a journalist and I've been on the show in uh, different iterations, uh, talking about other things before. So I'm excited to be back talking about, uh, women artists. Sweet. I love it. (laughs) And so now in her debut at the gallery, see what I did there? Gal, gallery, sorry. Oh, it's Uh, is our next gal pal, Kim Thatcher. So Kim, the whole world, the whole world, Kim. Hi, world. Um, that's right. So, all right, girl, uh, tell us your artist bio and your work with Gals Guide. 
Gotcha. Well, I've been with Gals Guide for a couple of years now, and I'm the meeting coordinator. So we have monthly meetings each month. And Bonnie just happens to be our presenter for reasons you now know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But she's the expert (laughs) among us. Exactly. Um, my expertise is not so much. Um, I'm kind of the newbie and, um, my mom and grandma used to paint. We have paintings all over our houses. Um, but I never really knew how. So mom and I go to monthly, uh, like watercolor painting things just to kind of hang out. Winding canvas is definitely my thing. Yes. So that's kind of my expertise in the painting world. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds totally qualified to me. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yay. Okay. So then uh, let's get started with our one cool thing. Does anybody want to start us off? I had the big old introduction. I can share. No. Yes. All right. Sweet. Kim, what is your one cool thing? Well, my one cool thing is I was going to do uh, the wine and canvas, but I drive a lot and I came across this podcast and it's Savvy Painter Podcast with Antrice Wood and Bonnie knows where she's from. I think, well, she lives in California. Yeah, she lives in LA now and then I guess she uh, traveled around traveled around the world and everything, but she has a bunch of different painters on and they talk about a lot of different things. One was Aaliyah Elbermani and um, she focuses on women painting women. I guess in 2009, um, they went to this, I would say maybe some kind of expose or something like that, where it was called women in paintings. And it was a group of her and women who went in and, they were all men artists who painted women. And they're like, well, we're all the women painting women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So um, that kind of got her focused on it. And so that kind of spurred what she does with women painting women. Sweet. Yeah. And that's interesting. Like, I never really thought about how many men did the sculptures of women and paintings right. of women. And you really don't hear of women doing women and especially like history like there weren't many artists that I learned about that were women at all yeah I really kind of struggled in even thinking of women painters to begin with Mm -hmm. but you know what actually it reminds me of um my past life of film world how they would have the panels you know what I mean like women in film and it would be all dudes on the panel Oh, yeah. So it's like it seems to happen in so many different fields now. Or it was uh, there was another one that was women in gaming, and it was about the female characters in video games. It wasn't about the women oh. creating the games. Oh, yeah. uh, and then the world exploded, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do. Wow. I love how women are getting empowered. Um, I I would say recently, just because there is enough history back there that right. we have had a lot of women artists that just haven't gotten recognized or appreciated through the years, and yeah. Um, so I'm just now learning about that through uh, Gal's Guide and through listening to Bonnie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, she's definitely full of knowledge, and so I just kind of try to soak that in. And then, um, well, and there's this. Another, this lady, uh, her name's Diana Corvell, and she does gouache portraits and then the Telling Me Too stories. Oh, work. Oh, you've heard of her too? That was a good one. Awesome. She knows the podcast I was talking about really well, and I'm just now delving into it. So she uh, 
I guess you could confirm that it's a good podcast to listen to if you want to learn about art and empowering yourself and that kind of thing. That one, it was really good. And I had to look up what they were talking about, what she was making. Because, yeah. like, the description, it's it's hard to picture it in your head. And then I had to look it up, like, as soon as I got to work. Because I was listening to it in the car. And as soon as I, I was like, i got to look up what these things are. And they're great. Absolutely. Um, the part that I've heard so far is that she with the people who did the me too movement they wanted to tell their stories and get their stories out there but they didn't want to disclose who these women were not so fair. instead of taking pictures mm-hmm. of like the entire woman they'd just take her eyeball and that would be the picture of the woman so if you knew her really really well you could you could say oh that's kim's eyeball right and you, you could identify know your her story yeah. yeah so anyone who was like part of your family or part of your like close knit group knew that was your story and that you were able to get that out and it always feels good to get your story out and see that other people are being reached and have the same story or similar story or can be helped by your story yeah and um so that was really significant for me because i know a lot of people who have had me to movement stories and i've heard about that it just breaks my heart and for them to be able to share that i've learned how empowering that is and they get to choose whether or not it's you know public or private too they get that option so which is very nice because what if they want their friends you know when and maybe their family to know as well but not like their employer you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you kind of get that anonymity of being able to have your story told. And there is something neat too about the eye. It's mm-hmm. kind of like eye opening. If you think of it, sorry, I'm always mm. about the puns, but Absolutely. there is the eye opening and there also is, what is it? Uh, eyes are the window to the soul. soul. Yeah. And, you know That's what I mean? That's my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of um, for a visual medium of using the eye as your identification kind of, I think it's really cool. Absolutely. You can tell a lot about how a person's feeling or almost their story when they look you in the eye. If mm-hmm. You can see the sadness behind their smile or you can see their joy and their the little squint that they have when it's a real mm-hmm. smile and that kind of thing. Micro expression. Yes, I love micro expressions. <laughs> I am a big fan of micro expressions. <laughs> it tells me if somebody's trying to kill me or hug me. <laughs> <laughs> Glare, stare, or love. I can't tell. Right, exactly. <laughs> Crap, what happens when it's all of it at the same time? Oh, no. Rebecca, have you heard of this show? I haven't, but I am a big fan of podcasts, so I'm excited to check it out soon. See, so you're like another one to add to the list. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cool because they do, like, each person, it's not all women who she interviews, but mm-hmm. from what I could tell, it was mostly women. Um, She's the- a good mix of different media, mm-hmm. um, different like backgrounds. Um, but I do think they all have a connection to her. Like a lot of them are like her former professors, her friends. Um, none of them seem like real strangers, which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like all of it has a personal connection. Mm-hmm. Probably they, especially with a podcast then, like, you know, we all know each other in real lives. <laughs> so it does actually matter, too. You kind of get that, you know, it's like friends just sitting there talking in a room. You feel more comfortable, <laughs> especially when you have like a microphone in your face and <laughs> yeah, no. people staring at you. Like, it's nice when they, they know you a little bit and you can feed off each other. You're yeah. used to talking with each other back and forth. Um, but they 
all give their backstories. They all kind of, well, the ones I've li- listened to have given the te- techniques they use, the ones that they like to use. Um, a, c- a couple of the people that I did listen to, they say, usually people instruct you or tell you or kind of motivate you to use one kind of media. Mm-hmm. And there were a few that were like, why? Why limit myself? Why? You know, why not use paper here and lace here and oils mm-hmm. here and, you know, and expression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I found like the topics that I haven't seen like super empowering. It's it's about finding yourself and finding your confidence and who are you and what do you want to be and like even if you don't want to be a painter, it's like self expression and you can learn about yourself and what your like inner guidance is through just artistic expression. Yeah, I've been watching um, a show. There's a few episodes on Netflix called um, Faker Fortune. It's a BBC show. Um, and a lot of times they'll talk about the artists and they'll talk about, you know, this is the exact brush stroke that they use. It's like a fingerprint, right? There was another person that they talked about. I think it was, uh, Lowry. I only remember that because I kept saying it like that, like, cause that's from bad boys. Sorry. <laughs> like Lowry. Um, but like Lowry said in a documentary, he only uses five paints and he like named them, but they found a painting that had a different kind of white. And so they're like, Oh, it can't be his. So then they actually like looked at photos of his desk because it was modern. So it was a modern painter. So 1950s, 1960s. And in this photo on his desk was this white he said he never used. Mm -hmm. And they're like, look, dude, with your I only use five colors crap. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I found that interesting where why was it such a big deal to only use a certain thing? And I guess because they were trying to use it like a fingerprint is the only thing I'm I'm kind of deferring at. But I, Bonnie, yeah. is that the case? Is it like a fingerprint? Some people really like to use a limited palette. Mm-hmm. They only want to use a certain colors, or they have a. They've been told by someone else that this is the palette that you should use for landscapes right. or whatever, and they don't want to deviate from it. Like I'm sure the people who were following, like Bob Ross, mm-hmm. bought the exact paints that he was using, and when they go out and do their own paintings, those are the same paints that they use. Wait, I you can mean make there's, trees too. There's, there's other paints other than Bob Ross paints. Yes. <laughs> that's insane. And Crayola. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The watercolor that yeah. comes in your Crayola coloring book. <laughs> the one no. I was taught to use. And then the... Bob Ross paints. I thought yeah. that was it. End of the oh. <laughs> Man, I go to Hobby Lobby and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of just back off. I'm like, I don't know what I'm (laughs) Bob Ross, I know I'm going to oil paint. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) I don't even know. Are those oil or acrylic? I have no idea. Are they both? They could be all the things. (laughs) (laughs) There's far more. Just buy the same brand and figure it out. Right. That way you know whether to go light light to dark or dark to light, right? I mean, that's where you start. Yeah. All I know is that there's titanium white that he yes. says all the time. White. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why I liked it when, uh, who was it, the Deadpool 2 commercial? And they were talking about this color is called Betty White. And he did the same like <laughs> W on it. I'm like, oh, you studied your Bob Ross. <laughs> I love it. I mean, so did any of you, did anyone else have the Bob Ross like book and the paints and the whole I did. I couldn't just, afford them. Just I wanted them. I just looked I at them the at the show. store. Yeah, you watched the See, show. I got yeah. it. I got it as like a 
a birthday present or something. I still have it like in my basement, I think. That might be collectible, girl. <laughs> yeah. I keep meaning to look. I, I have, like, I mean, I didn't get like a million paints. I got like the basic paint. Did you get Betty White? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Is there white in it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's one. <laughs> That's probably like the color I use the most because I was like, well, I gotta lighten this up. A Where's bit. the white? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did always find it fascinating when he was doing the show and it was all the different colors on the bottom. I'm like, why does it matter? A blue is a blue. Oh, it matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I never got like good at it. Like I never used like a a pen or a knife to paint with. I never, I don't know. I didn't get to that level. Oh yeah, that's right. He does use the yeah palette what, knife painting. The palette knife. Yeah, I use mm-hmm. that to spackle the walls. I didn't know you could make art out of it. <laughs> Just I, thought, do the I do it to spackle my, my palette knife to spackle the walls. Oh, oh look at that! Nice. You're probably gonna have much better wall spackling than I am then, because you're using a better tool. <laughs> Like have rivers and trees on your, your exactly oh. right monochromatic rivers and trees. All of my paint holes look like rivers and trees <laughs> yes. and little old cabins. You know, when there's a mistake, you just make it a tree Absolutely. or a bird. There are no mistakes. There only are happy no mistakes. accidents. Yes, I didn't even think we would get on a Bob Ross tangent, and I just realized how much I love a Bob Ross tangent. <laughs> Bob Ross is the one show um, that I have put on when my youngest daughter really really doesn't want to go to sleep it's like let's just put on an episode of bob ross his cool (laughs) soothing voice puts her to sleep in like five minutes Mm -hmm. it is totally basically robitussin (laughs) or nyquil to my youngest daughter and she loves bob ross but she sees that on netflix and she's like don't you dare don't you dare she knows what it means (laughs) i'm trying to get her to go to sleep she just he chills you out man but painting does not chill me out at all (laughs) like painting stresses Uh me out well, and that's what I found about the wine and canvases. Like, people are so stressed out. Did I do this right? Did I do this right? right? They're like, this is yours. Like, do it how you want. You don't have to make a bird look like a bird. Like, it can look like a black mass if you're angry. <laughs> like, it's whatever you want. The sky doesn't have to be blue. Right. At what point in time do you ever see the sky always blue? Right. Exactly. <laughs> So it's kind of fun, though, because then people, like, start chilling out once they get, like, their third glass of wine in them. Yes. And they're like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> I'm Betty Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a different person entirely, I guess. They've got to be related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, that Betty is Ross, just a... Betsy Ross. Right. Bob that is Ross. just a shipping situation that yeah. is bound to happen, basically. <laughs> So, all okay, right, Bonnie, I got to ask you then, speaking of painting, stressing a person out, does painting relax you or does it stress you out because it's work? It's your livelihood. Uh, it's the way you, you know, it's your voice. The painting itself doesn't stress me out. Um, it's my job, so it's work, but it's work that I enjoy. What maybe stresses me out is I have um, a job, so I can't paint as much as I would like. So it's so going to be efficient. The, the amount that I'm producing, I'm not like happy with. And I'm always like, I could be at the studio right now. Ah, um, that makes total sense. That, it's hard uh, to stop. <laughs> like tweaking it and adding more, right? Yeah, the the whole of when is the painting done. Mine is usually when, when there's a show or a deadline. Oh, there you go. Uh, when's uh-huh. the last stroke that I can put on before... it before it needs to be varnished <laughs> and dry and yeah. on the wall? Like I have for the open house, I have hung the painting up and then varnished it like 
less than an hour before the show. It's oh, like, wow. no one's going to touch it. You're not supposed to touch art. It'll uh-huh. be fine. <laughs> exactly. Knock on uh, all the wood possible, right? <laughs> no touching. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a different kind of pressure. Yes. (laughs) I feel for you. Oh, I gotcha. With the (laughs) podcast, because I just thought of a random question, like, were there episodes, aside from the Me Too, that you really found that you remember really well? Oh, with her? Yeah, to Um, check out. uh, There was an early one on, and she's talking with a former professor of hers, and he was giving her like all kinds of really good advice and I wish I could remember which one it is and we can maybe look it up. For, like, we can put it in notes. the show notes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, it might've been like how to paint or, uh, not how to paint, maybe more like the philosophy of painting. Like this guy was like old and like did not care for your shit anymore. He's like, like no, tell it how it is. I love people. I'm trying to be that old, like in my life. It's just called unfiltered. It's just yeah. not giving a fuck anymore, and be like, and this is what this life is. is honesty. <laughs> I try to be honest but tactful. It might there have been <laughs> the one where I picked up. Um, this is this is my painting. I forget what word he used, but like this is my art. This is how much it costs. If you don't want to pay it, you don't have to buy it. Right. Mm. So I have that written down on my stuff for hagglers at art fairs. Oh, good going. (laughs) It's so hard, too, to put your worth on something. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, because it's part of you. Yeah. So even through photography and stuff, it like, how do I put a price on this picture I just took? Right. Like, is it really worth a hundred bucks? It's up to you. You know, like. It's up to you (laughs) I sometimes think about what dollar amount will it take for you to part with it? You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Be like, otherwise it's mine. If it's not this amount, it's not going nowhere. Because I obviously love it more than, you know, another person. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you better love it this dollar amount wise before you take it off my wall. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, the more sentimental, the more pricey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Prices seems very... Um, it's subjective, so it should be determined by the artist. It's when I'm sure exhibitors and dealers and you know third hand people put value on stuff that it's like, uh yeah. <laughs> or someone's like, I'll give you five bucks for it, and you're like, what? Right. No. I'm gonna do uh-huh. WHs like that the whole time now. What? <laughs> it's a very good W for podcast. Is that what you say to them, Bonnie? No, I had. Just at the holiday show recently, a guy who's bought like two paintings from me before, he he came in and he wanted to buy a painting from me. I had talked to a guy earlier that week about he wanted to buy that painting. He was going to come by at that show to pick it up. And I was like, well, I've already got a buyer for it. And I was like, if he he doesn't show up, you know, I'll let you know. But he wanted to like pay like $50 less or $100 less. Something like that. When there's another buyer on the table. Yeah, so I think he was a little disappointed, but he he did that the first time he bought from me. I knocked like 20 bucks off because I had had this thing for like three years sitting there. I was like, whatever. Yeah, because you wanted to get rid of it. But the next time he he bought Ada from me and gave it to his mother because she was a computer programmer. And he was like, I think I was selling it for like 300. And he was like, how about 250? And I'm like, no. Right. And he was like, fine. 
But I was surprised he was trying to haggle again. Yeah. People don't realize how much time and energy yeah. and, yeah. you know, yeah. heart you put into it. Or they don't think about it when they're, they see a price tag or something. I don't know. It may be that they just haggle about everything. That's what I was wondering. Is it just a, mm. that's just the nature of the haggle. I do I mean, have friends like that. I've never been good at it. I don't understand haggling. That's why there's price tags. Yeah. But like, I was at a baby's R Us and there was this guy haggling over the price of like cribs and bedding. And I'm like, what? This is a baby's R Us. The price is the price. <laughs> just calm your ass down. It's so a I, retail place. Exactly. Right. So I, I, like think, I think some people just like to do it. <laughs> coupons. I love finding right. coupons. Right, there's that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, deals are one thing, but like haggling over babies are us. Exactly. Well, especially over artwork. It's just like, look, you're talking yeah. to the artist who created it. Um, pay that or pay more. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and, yeah, because yeah, it's probably already undervalued. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I notice. Like, if I go to First Friday stuff, I see some of the stuff. I'm like, why aren't you charging like double this? Right. Yeah. But the yeah. artist, it's hard. But I know it's hard to price your own stuff. So I get it. It's just, it's. I feel bad for the artist. I'm like, you could probably make more money, but I also understand needing to pay your rent and having right. to eat, They're so. just trying to sell something. I mean, there's yeah. always, yeah, I'm sure that thought of like, I just want to sell something today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had that sitting there with my DVDs where it's just like, dude, these are coming home with me. <laughs> Whether you buy them or not, there's no way I'm selling all of them. If I could just sell one, <laughs> if I could just give one away at this point. <laughs> I would gladly do that instead of packing up this stuff again. But then again, those are those are copies of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not like our yeah. originals or anything. They're copies of. <laughs> so yeah, did anybody else have anything on Kim's one cool thing? Anything that they wanted to add or? Well, the question I was thinking of is: Have you ever have you ever been too drunk, or do you think there's a way to be too drunk at a wine and canvas? Ah, uh, see, uh, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. I don't think being too drunk at any. No, there is a time when you're too <laughs> drunk. At there's a moment. I believe that was called wishful drinking. Just went through in my head that there's never a time when you're too drunk. <laughs> I mean, I think if you get to a point and you're getting pain everywhere but the camera, right. maybe it's time to cut back a little bit. Or you start painting painting <laughs> people's faces. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I would go probably if you can't physically hold the brush anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then maybe that's the two drunk at wine and canvas. But up till then, but like right up till then, I think I think you're good. And I think, I think it's more enjoyable for the other people. To sloppy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bonnie, what do you think? Is there two drunk at wine and canvas? I have never been to wine and canvas. <gasps> oh, have you ever been never to like paint to. your own pottery place or anything like that? No, the paint your own. Okay, gotcha. Like You're I know like, you I paint twenty four seven, but do you want to go to wine and canvas with me and learn how like to it would be like paint a bird? Cheating. <laughs> I don't know. Would you be cheating on your own art? <laughs> no, like unfair to the other people. I don't know. It'd be like a professional sports player going to like a peewee game or something you know, i don't know it would be like beyonce going to karaoke yes <laughs> there's some good karaoke players out there right exactly players, singers they're slumming you know. it yeah <laughs> what is it a ringer you would be a ringer at one yes <laughs> i think you should no have to pay that. wait are you right or left-handed i am right-handed with writing but i can paint with both because sometimes you gotta like get in those angles paint with your feet then oh no (laughs) that whining canvas (laughs) paint with your mouth (laughs) 
try to draw a bird that way. Right. The handicapped, basically. The handicapped, yeah. <laughs> it's like golf. That would be hard. There are some talented people. There was this guy I went to Alien Con this past year, and um, it was the one in Baltimore. And we saw this guy who could only paint with his mouth and he was painting all these amazing i wish i could remember his name to like throw that out like give him a little prop but right, yeah i do not remember show but he was, later. yeah he was amazing <laughs> like people could do whatever they want they, they put really their mind can. to it mm-hmm. absolutely and people just need to believe in themselves so wait did you did you just say alien con i, I did <laughs> Rebecca's like i'm gonna be circling back to yes. i'm sorry alien yeah con? i just want to make sure Patrick. i heard that right that's all alien con yes <laughs> The truth like, is out there, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> and they are apparently all in Baltimore in the convention. I don't know. I just I'm not going to say it was aliens, but it was aliens. Definitely it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought this shirt. <laughs> exactly. I, I actually bought the shirt that said black holes are out of sight. Because <laughs> ah, <laughs> I love stuff like that. <laughs> I love anything punny. Punny, punny. I have um, uh, my friend Ann Burton has a shirt uh, that says uh, "Black Holes Matter." (laughs) (laughs) I love it, and I'm like, yes, because there are two things fantastic about that shirt. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, lovely. We are going to let the paint dry on this one cool thing while we prep the canvas for another work of art. So join us next week for another cool painting thing on Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>